Hello, welcome to Interactive Faith, an online study group for you. Uh, I will be talking at about this level, so if you want to adjust your sound to make sure this is the most comfortable for everybody, you have the instructions for how to arrange the room. And if you're a couple sitting together uh, on a couch, watching a laptop together, that works too. Good to have you with us, everybody. Now, if you're that couple, this won't take long. If you're in a group of two or three couples, this might take two minutes. Introduce yourselves just with this, two things. One, your name, and one material thing you wouldn't want to have to live without. One material thing you wouldn't want to have to live without. It doesn't have to be complicated. For example, <clears throat> uh, Randy Hunter is my name, and here's a material thing that I wouldn't want to have to live without. It's a I call it my wolf blanket. It's not wolf, but it's from my wife, and it's very nice to take a nap with. So I, I, I like it. I wouldn't want to have to live without it. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Name and that one material thing. Well, I hope you got to introduce yourself to the people in your group. If you're sitting next to just your spouse in your living room, that was easy. Let me introduce myself briefly. <clears throat> my name is Randy Hunter. As I said, I'm married to Karen. Karen and I have been married 33 years. Uh, we live in Middleton, Wisconsin, on the west side of Madison, Wisconsin. And we live a couple miles from this 100-acre sunflower farm that we never even knew existed. So you can't quite see it all in this picture, but I wanted you to see how pretty Karen is more than the beautiful sunflowers behind her. Uh, but this is uh, where we live, and that's, that's who we are. I also serve as pastor at St. Andrew in Middleton. Uh, that's the west side of Madison. If you're ever in the area, stop by. I'd love to show you around. It is a church that supports this kind of work, helping couples build their marriages. This study is brought to you by Wells Commission on Adult Discipleship. Uh, these are the kinds of things that Wells Adult Discipleship helps churches with. If we can be of any help to you, contact Chairman uh, uh, Gary Poofall at Pastor P at ChristBigBen.com. Uh, uh, Gary is the chairman of Wells Adult Discipleship, and he'd be happy to listen to you and help however they might be able to. Let me invite you, if you're anywhere near the Midwest, and I see from the message box that many of you aren't, but because this is the next one coming up, I'll highlight this one, uh, Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekend in Zion, Illinois, coming up in March. <clears throat> You'll find information for that event and others around the country at wells.net. And if you don't see yours, I'll give you my one in your area. I'll give you my address shortly, and you can send me a note, and we'll, we'll pay attention to that and do what we can to bring an event to your area or let you know when one is scheduled for your area. But here's where the events will be happening in 2017. I'm going to change the camera angle, uh, so I'll be right back in about two seconds. Have you found it increasingly difficult to give your marriage or your spouse the attention that your marriage needs or the attention you'd like to give your spouse or maybe the attention you'd like to receive? You're not alone for many reasons. Here are just a few. Fifteen years ago, we sent and received about 14 billion emails a day. Today, it's about 205 billion. That's a big change in 15 years. 15 years ago, we sent about 400,000 text messages a day. 400,000, it was almost unheard of just 15 years ago. Now it's about 23 billion 
a day. That's 16 million a minute. And in that same time frame, time frame online use, uh, time spent online has gone from about 10 hours a week to 30 on average, 30 hours a week. Now, of course, some of that has to do with work and it has to do with your age, but still we have to ask ourselves, where is the attention coming from? And what is it now not going to? Intimacy requires attention, time and attention. And distraction is to that kind of time and attention like water is to fire, and it's all around us. I teach distracted marriage from a Friday through a Sunday to help couples learn 25 strategies for overcoming distraction and giving each other and giving their marriage the attention it needs. Let me change the camera angle again. <clears throat> Karen and I were out to eat while I was teaching at a Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekend, Distracted Marriage was the title. We were out on Saturday night and we saw this couple sitting across from us in a restaurant. Now, I don't know if you quite can tell, the picture is sort of grainy and it was dark in there. I didn't ask their permission to take the picture. Probably highly illegal uh, <clears throat> and kind of creepy just holding the camera down here. But I want you to notice that they're not even looking at each other, both looking at their phones. And that's pretty much the way the whole meal went. And Karen and I observed how different that could be for them. How if they had been attending the Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekend, it would have been different. And then we looked on the other side of us was another couple. This is a couple that was participating in the Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekend called Distracted Marriage. And I want you to notice them looking at each other. They were engaged. They were talking about things. I know maybe it looks like right now he's looking down, but he was dealing with his food. Uh, things, I'm sure they discussed some trivial things and, and some important things. But I want you to look very closely at both of them, because if you look closely, look at them on the screen now and you see something happening. Do you see that? Okay, so that's technology and that's pretty lame, but, <clears throat> but, but it's true. They were, they were putting each other first. They were paying attention to each other, building their marriage, cutting away distractions, growing in their relationship with each other, and that gives glory to God as two followers of Christ do that. Distractions. What is a distraction? A distraction is... Complete that sentence in your room. Just tell each other in your room, or if it's just the two of you, complete the sentence. I'm sure you have a pretty good definition, or maybe you took your phone, although I'm sure because you didn't want to be distracted by it, you've set that aside, or not. And you, you Googled it, and you found out a good definition for distraction. How about this one? A distraction <clears throat> is that which divides your attention or prevents concentration. I could live with that definition, could you? That which divides your attention or prevents concentration. David wrote in Psalm 86, Give me an undivided heart. Teach me your ways, O Lord. 
give me an undivided heart. And you can imagine what David was thinking. I want my attention to be on you, on your grace, on your glory, on your word, on your instruction. Give me an undivided heart. It's a good prayer. And it's also a good action for husbands and wives. Before we get to husbands and wives, let's uh, put our focus on the Lord's attention to us. Read the passages and enter in the message box as many conclusions as you can about the Lord's attention to you. If you're sitting in a room uh, with groups, assign a passage to each group so that each group maybe only has one or two to consider. If you're an individual couple, then just pick out whichever ones you want to. But you have four minutes. Uh, <clears throat> take the one assigned to you or whichever ones you choose. And as soon as you can, enter into the message box a conclusion you're drawing about the Lord's attention to you from that passage. One thing that would be helpful for us is if you either number them, one, two, three, four, five, six, before your comment, or even Genesis 3, and then your comment after that. You have four minutes, and enter your, your response as soon as you have it into the message box. We'll learn from each other. Well, I'm sure from looking at those passages, you've drawn some conclusions about the Lord's attention to you. Genesis 3, even when we don't like it, the Lord sees us even when we're hiding behind trees. Huh? He comes, sometimes approaches us with uh, news that we'd rather not hear, like sin. Same way with uh, Genesis 11 and uh, the Lord's attention, seeing what we needed, if, even if it wasn't something that the people wanted. He knew what was best and needed. Uh, the third grouping, Exodus 24, isn't that amazing? That's, that's uh, pure gospel when Moses and the elders go have lunch with God. Pure gospel. At the same time, God is giving Moses the Ten Commandments, law that was going to show us our need for the gospel, law and gospel together in one passage where the Lord pays attention to his people. Um, the Matthew 8 section of Jesus calming the storm. Anybody who's been in a small boat and a big body of water in a storm knows the real miracle. The first miracle, rather, wasn't Jesus calming the storm. That was a miracle. But the first miracle was Jesus sleeping during the storm on a small boat. Well, in each one of these uh, Bible passages, you have examples of the Lord paying attention to us. How do you pay attention to each other? How are you doing with that? These are the things that uh, couples learn in distracted marriage. Tonight, we'll jump to just one section, the fifth one. Specialize your marriage. What can you do to keep that marriage special? And we'll do a piece of what happens in, in that uh, section of distracted marriage. <clears throat> I'm going to come around and change the camera angle briefly. In the movie, The Story of Us, a 1999 movie with Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, the character that uh, is played by Michelle Pfeiffer gives a plastic spoon to her husband on their first anniversary. And he's thrilled because it was the spoon they used to share a bowl of wonton soup 
in the park on their very first date. But then things had not gone well for them. They had not paid attention, had not treated each other as Jesus treats the church, and uh, the marriage is a mess. At one point in the movie, the character played by Michelle Pfeiffer looks at, I think, a therapist or a counselor, I don't recall, maybe just a friend, and says, I wonder when it is in a marriage that a spoon becomes just a spoon. Well, the truth is that spoon was always nothing more than just a spoon, but it was how you looked at it that made it special. Here's a little bit of a difference between that and your marriage. Whether or not you look at your marriage as special, it is. And God does see it that way. And that helps us see it that way too. I know the cliche that over time the luster fades and there's the cliche of the seven year itch. And I don't know why, maybe it's because of the accumulation of pain and hurt or misunderstanding or just the humdrumification of life. What can you do as a couple to specialize your marriage, to prevent that from happening, and if it is happening, to change directions? I'll show you five strategies for doing that. You determine which ones work best for you. I'm gonna come around and change that camera angle again. Here's the first one. Know what your spouse wants and loves and communicate what you want and love. Give you a minute to write those blanks, those words in the blanks. Know what your spouse wants and loves and communicate what you want and love. How would you find out what your spouse wants and loves? How would you know? Well, you'd ask. You'd ask. It makes for enjoyable conversation. So your spouse asks you, what is it that you really like? What would you answer? Could be anything, right? Uh, you could answer golf, flowers, uh, a clean car, certain sex acts, Paris, um, meatloaf. You could answer anything. That's the beauty of this question. But then you'd know. Now, if your response, if your first response to your spouse, when he or she asks you, honey, what do you really like? If your first response is to say, well, I don't know, you, you know, whatever you do, you know. No, that, that doesn't work. Uh, how can your spouse know accurately if you don't tell him or her? So let's try this. Here's what we'll do. First, uh, that little thinking guy up in the corner means private time. One minute for you to think before you uh, ask, your, ask your spouse. Here's what your spouse is going to ask you and, and you can be prepared too. What do you really like? So be prepared when your spouse turns to you in one minute and asks that question, what you'll answer. I'll come back in one minute and tell you what to do next. Well, that's about a minute. If you're not quite ready, take some more time. You can put a star by this and come back to it later if you're in a group setting. Uh, if you're uh, doing this privately, you can always come back to it another time. When you're ready, though, turn to each other. Ask your spouse, what do you really like? You have one minute each, so that's two minutes to have that conversation.
Here's another strategy to specialize your marriage. Number two, provide something extra. We're on page four, by the way, in your study guide, if you hadn't noticed that. Not every moment is special. Not every moment. I mean, even though we live our lives covered in Jesus' righteousness, we don't live every moment basking in Jesus' glory. It's true, some moments are more special than others. Sometimes you have to, like I talk to the people I work with, um, some days you gotta eat your frogs, which just sounds gross. Some days it is. So don't feel bad that you can't always provide something extra, but provide something extra when you can. Time, energy, attention. Oh, maybe a, a 30 second back rub turns into a 30 minute back rub. Um, having a macaroni and cheese turns into having wine with your macaroni and cheese. Maybe a text message or an email turns into a card or an actual letter. Here's a hint. You have to pay attention to the details. Look, if all it took to have a fabulously successful marriage was a lot of money, well then the rich and famous would have the best marriages. And that isn't always true. What takes the shine off marriage often is just not paying attention to detail. You know, a true confession time for you. When my wife's birthday is coming around and it dawns on me a day or two before her birthday or a week before, I have no idea what she wants. That's a good sign that I haven't been paying attention. When I find myself calling my kids and saying, has mom said anything to you about what she wants for her birthday? Uh, that's not a proud moment in being a husband. You have to pay attention. It's like kids, you know, if God gives you kids, so much of their lives will just go right by if you're not paying careful attention. And marriage is like that. If you don't pay attention, you'll miss the details of your spouse. They'll help you know what it is that you can provide the extra. So privately, prepare to tell your spouse four details. Now I know in your study guide it says two. Change that to four. Four details. Now this is not generalities, but details you appreciate about his or her life, work, talents, looks, actions. Uh, you plan for a minute. What are those four? And then you'll turn and tell just each other in a minute. I'll tell you when the time is up. You can prepare now. Now that's about a minute. If you need more time, you can always tell your spouse, give me a little more time. But assuming you're ready, turn to each other, turn to your spouse and tell your spouse the four details you appreciate about his, her life, work, talents, actions, looks, whatever. You have two minutes to tell each other. A third strategy to specialize your marriage, create rituals and traditions. Now, the, the name tradition or ritual might sound like it's the opposite of special, right? Rituals or traditions are actions that we repeat, but they also give us something to look forward to, and they create a shared kind of meaning. And so they are important. They do keep our lives together special. Whatever those rituals and traditions are for you, uh, for us, for example, we have a mealtime tradition of uh, praying afterward and every person around the table adds his or her request or thanksgiving as, as part of the prayer. That's a 
stay in touch with each other. Uh, we have the tradition, Karen and I, of Tuesday is carpool day. So she has an hour and a half between the music studios and we'll stop and have a piece of chocolate and a cup of coffee and get to reconnect in the middle of the day. Uh, we have the tradition of Wednesday night date night. Wednesday night we both quit at six o'clock and uh, we either make dinner together or go for a walk together or, or go out together. Um, that's another tradition, walking together every morning. We try to walk together. We've recently started a, a new devotion tradition. We read, read the Bible and have a devotion together. But recently we started using this book. It's a new book published by Northwestern Publishing House, a book of devotions. And we've been doing it together. Now, it might seem odd because His Days, My Praise, is a book written by women for women. And uh, I have not found myself too emasculated by it. I've actually enjoyed the insights of our sisters as they've contributed them in, in this daily devotion book. Traditions, rituals, uh, perhaps just a word too about lovemaking. It is uh, one of God's great gifts to us. And usually as part of a Wells marriage enrichment and getaway weekend, there's an hour that's devoted to intimacy, that, that great gift of God for marriage. We're not ashamed to talk about that which God was not ashamed to create. Um, so for some, uh, lovemaking can become predictable. And so there are those who would offer the advice to uh, shake things up a little bit. Well, maybe, maybe. Uh, on the other hand, there can be some real enjoyment to predictability if it's pleasurable for both. Um, some would say along the same lines that scheduling sex would be just take all the spontaneity out of it. But I'll tell you what, predictable or even scheduled sex is better than no sex and part of God's plan for you if you're married. Well, all different areas of our lives in which we create rituals and traditions. You have four minutes to turn to each other and discuss these two points. A current ritual I like is, so something you're doing now. And then the second, Maybe we could create a tradition about and brainstorm together. You have four minutes. I have no idea if I'm interrupting an important conversation you're having, but if it is a good conversation, come back to it. We'll be done in 15 minutes. You can come right back to this conversation. Just put a star by it and mark that you want to come back to this. Specialize your marriage. Here's a fourth strategy, set boundaries. Nothing can be special if it's constantly interrupted. If uh, I'm having lunch with Karen and I'm texting at the same time, it's not special. If we're having a dinner and I take a phone call, it's not special. And more than ever, we're the ones who have to protect our time because technology has made it possible to be on 24-7. I just... And it's not always technology's fault. I just read a story of a man who left his wife an hour after she had delivered their first child in order to make it to a meeting with a client and told the client, thinking it would impress the client. The client was not impressed at all with this man's lack of setting boundaries. In fact, it may have cost him instead of helping him. What do you do to set boundaries? Used to be space and time was sort of dictated. Now it's up to you. Just think. 
For one minute first, I'll tell you when a minute is up. One thing I will do to protect our time together. What are you willing to do? I'll tell you when a minute is up and you can compare your answers with just your spouse. Well, that's about a minute and maybe you're not ready to commit to an action, but you can at least tell each other what you're willing to try. One thing I will do to protect our time together. Turn to your spouse, tell each other how you'd complete that sentence. You have two minutes. And the fifth activity, another strategy for specializing your marriage, infuse energy. You might think that being special, your marriage being special is something that should just happen spontaneously. And sometimes it does work out that way. Most of the time though, it takes energy. It takes work. You know, we're used to hearing at weddings, Jesus' words, what God has joined together, let man not separate. And uh, our hearts lock on to the last half of that, right? Uh, let man not separate, stay together. But don't neglect the front half of that verse. What God has joined together that we train ourselves to see this spouse as the one whom the Lord intends that I live with for the rest of my life, that I see my spouse as the one whom the Lord valued enough to give his life for him or for her. You know, there may be some things in life that we regret putting so much energy into, but you'll never regret putting energy into your marriage and into your spouse that's value. You're showing your, the way you value what God has given you in your spouse. Think for one minute as you prepare to tell your spouse. Recall one thing your spouse did that required extra work, extra attention or energy. Oh, it could be something small like, um, well, you tucked a note in my briefcase before I went off to work or um, arranged a whole vacation and, and took me away. A little thing or a big thing, doesn't matter, but recall one thing. Uh, you have one minute to prepare and one minute you'll turn to your spouse. I'll come back with another piece of instruction before you do that. I'll tell you when one minute is up. Well, that's about a minute. Uh, here's how we'll do this last piece. Turn your chairs or at least your bodies so that you're toe to toe Husbands and wives are toe-to-toe, knee-to-knee, holding hands. Husband, you go first. I liked it when you put energy into it and then tell the story. And then wife, it's your turn. I liked it when you put energy into it and tell the story. You have four minutes. When you do what it takes to keep your marriage special, and you've just practiced five strategies to do that, you're more likely to be happy with each other and, and bring joy to your spouse. Not everything's going to go your way, but that's not the point of marriage anyway. You will be giving glory to God. You will be bringing joy to each other. Which of these strategies mean the most to you? Capture the Our Plan at the bottom of page four. There's a place for you to write Our Plan, how we're going to continue and carry forward what we've done and practiced here tonight. Just a minute for the two of you to uh, 
capture that, put it at the bottom of the page, draw some lines, what is it you want to work on and continue to do. I'll come back in a minute, we'll close. Again, this is something you can continue this conversation after we wrap up here with the prayer in just a moment uh, to capture and continue to decide what you'll continue to use. Um, this website is available for you, graceformarriage.com. It has videos and worksheets of uh, segments of Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekends, a place where a couple can go to get this teaching at home in your home, or churches can register to get that to teach the whole church. Again, if you're in the Midwest or anywhere nearby, come to Zion, Illinois, uh, coming up in March, mid-March. But there are other marriage enrichment, Wells Marriage Enrichment and Getaway Weekends all around the country. If there isn't one in your area, feel free to contact me. My email is at the bottom of the screen, randykhunter at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to, to go there. Wells.net may be covered up by the camera, uh, but Wells.net, and if you search marriage enrichment, or if you go to wells.net and go to the adult discipleship page, you'll find uh, more information on those. If you don't see one around your area, contact me. We'll see what we can do to get one to you. Let me thank also Jake Miller has been our technician here making all this happen for these last four weeks. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Karen, I want to thank. She has uh, given up date night for four Wednesdays to allow me to do this teaching. I'm very grateful and she's happy to do that too, and she prays for your marriage just as I do. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord God, for your constant attention to us. We need it, we live by it, we thrive on it, we are comforted and encouraged by it, we are taught by it, and we're taught to give each other attention too. Help us put into practice these strategies to clear away distraction and give our marriage the attention it needs. We pray this in your name. Amen.